Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program, available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. Hate waiting a week for the next episode of Radio Rental? Subscribe to Tenderfoot Plus to get early access to episodes, ad-free listening, and bonus scary stories. Visit tenderfootplus.com for details. The following podcast includes scary stories with content that could be triggering to some listeners. Listener discretion is advised. Susie, please, don't scare the customers away. We've been over this before. No scaring customers. Unless they're shoplifting. Or they're from the government. Or they're trying to sell me more knife sets. I don't know where you're hiding all of them. And frankly, it scares me. Anyway, apologies for my niece's behavior. And welcome to Radio Rental. And Happy Halloween! <laughs> happy Halloween! Ha- Happy Halloween! <laughs> if you're new here, Radio Rental is a video rental shop filled with VHS tapes of the scariest stories you've ever heard, and they're all told by real people. I am your host, Terry Carnation. We're celebrating Halloween a little early here at the Radio Rental store, and as you can see, we're all in costume! Susie is, of course, like any other little girl her age, a character from Frozen, except she's chosen to be the moose. Reindeer! Sorry, sorry. Sorry, she's a reindeer. And an adorable reindeer at that. She's terrifying to live with. Someone, please help me. We've got to get her out of here. Please help me find a relative that I can pawn her off on another carnation. Somewhere, surely there's another carnation listening. Uh, <clears throat> anyway, um, guess what my costume is, hmm? No, I'm not also a moose or reindeer. Malachi, come here. See? Look familiar? Look. Malachi and I have dressed up as one another. He's got my crystal around his neck, a little red shop vest. He hated putting that on. He's even grown his hair out a little bit on top. Adorable. <laughs> oh, Malachi. <laughs> Just And I have glued little bits of fuzz all over my body, plus I've got the cat ears, little collar here I made myself, little bell. See, it says Malachi. No, Malachi, that's, that's how you spell it, I'm, I'm pretty sure. Yep. So, <clears throat> in true Halloween spirit, let's get right into this box of scary tapes, shall we? Oh, 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 oh. This ought to do it. 
Here we go. I was in my mid-twenties. My sister called me to babysit my nephew. She needed a night out, just her and her husband. This was the first time I was gonna babysit and I was super excited. When I got to her house, she told me that the baby was sleeping. The only thing that she wanted me to do was get the baby's clothes out of the dryer. I had just put my nephew into his crib. I get the clothes out of the dryer, went into the baby's room, started folding the clothes, put the clothes into the basket, and then I put the basket on top of the changing table. I got my nephew, put him in his bassinet in the living room, and sat and watched TV. About 10 minutes goes by, I hear this loud bang come from my nephew's room. I walked into the nursery. I see a bunch of clothes on the floor. They were just strewn about all around the room. The basket, which was on the changing table, now was on the other side of the room, upside down. The laundry basket fit perfectly on top of that changing table. I knew in my head that there was no way I left that basket hanging off. Four months had went by. My sister called me up again and asked if I was available to watch the baby. This time, my mom was going with my sister and my brother-in-law. When I arrived, she said that he was napping. When he woke up from his nap, he would need to be fed. They left, and I just watched some TV. All of a sudden, I heard my nephew wake up. I walked over to his nursery, brought him into the kitchen, sat him in his high chair. And then I hear my mom's voice coming from my sister's bedroom call my name. Angelina, come here now. When I heard my full name being used, I was taken aback. She sounded way angrier. I figured they were already gone and I just summed it up to them coming back. What happened? What's wrong? Did you guys forget something? I'm feeding the baby. Give me one second. I hear my mom's voice again, and it's coming from the baby's room. Angelina, I need you to come here now. Whoa, what did I do? What's going on? I grab my nephew. I walk over to the nursery. She wasn't there. Walked into the master bedroom. She wasn't there. I walked throughout the whole house. Eventually, I made my way out to the front door and I peeked out. No cars were in the driveway, just mine. Come back in, close the door, called my mom. I just heard you a bit ago. Did you guys come back in? 
No. We've been on the road for 30 minutes now. I just felt the hair rise on my neck and I just felt goosebumps. Are you okay? And I'm like, yeah, everything's fine. I didn't want to ruin their night and have them come back. Immediately when I hung up the phone, the doorbell rang. I kind of hesitated. Something just told me to look at the peephole. I look at the peephole and nobody was there. I assumed maybe there was some like neighbor kids. There was nobody outside. My nerves were really high, keeping my nephew very close to me the whole time. And I just kept to the bathroom and the living room. I wanted to leave. Went through the motions of trying to start collecting some of my nephew's belongings. My sister forgot to leave behind the car base for the car seat. I was stuck in that house. When they got home, I was just ready to leave. I just kept quiet. Didn't want my sister uncomfortable in her house. I didn't want them to be discouraged from having another night out. I was ready to book it. I was pushing my mom out the door at that point because I was her ride home. About six months later, my sister decided to move out. She asked for my help to help her move. We were packing up some of her belongings. I had noticed my nephew's crib was out of the nursery. I had noticed it was in her bedroom. That's when I asked her, why did you move the crib into your room? She had discovered something in the bedroom. On Halloween, they were decorating and they had bought a black light. Her husband walked into the nursery. They shone the black light on to the floor real quickly. And that's when they noticed the big concentrated stain on the center of the room. When they placed the black light up against the wall, there was handprints going up the walls. She noticed that also along with the handprints that there was just streaks. It looked like splatters. She definitely thought it was blood. Something must have happened in this house. She felt very uncomfortable seeing that. She immediately moved the baby's crib out of that nursery into her bedroom. It was about two months later that they moved. Their year lease was up in January and she just wanted to get out of there. She kind of got a strange feeling when the landlord said they would decrease the rent by $200 if she stayed. She just questioned why. Why would he do that? They were at that rental home for about a year. 
she was the longest tenant to stay in that house. That doesn't feel like a very long time for someone to rent a home. How long did other people stay in this house? When I told my sister what happened in the nursery, after she told me about the blacklight incident, kind of put in perspective, there was something in that room that night. She did mention that her husband was hearing things. One night, he kept calling her while she was at work, telling her that the doorbell was ringing, but nobody was there. She was like, well, it might be just kids playing ding-dong ditch. He told her no. That's when she heard the doorbell ring. And he's like, I am standing here right now. I am looking out the peephole, and there was nobody there. I definitely felt validated. A huge confirmation that it wasn't in my head. Somebody might have died in that house. It definitely felt malevolent, especially if it was mimicking my mom's voice. It honestly felt demonic at times. That one hit just right. I can see that it's left you quite shaken. <laughs> so how about a little break for some ads? Oh, actually, I have one right here. <clears throat> Are you sick and tired of having salmon night after night? Do the hands constantly offer you salmon? That's kind of weird phrasing. Everyone knows that salmon gives you the zoomies, but that's not the only downside. Do you tend to vomit on the living room cushions after so much uninterrupted salmon, salmon, salmon? Wait, is this ad written in the POV of a cat? Or are a lot more people regularly vomiting on themselves? Way more than I thought, anyway. <clears throat> then maybe you should switch to the tuna steak nibbles brought to you by Toe Bean's Kitchen. Malachi, um, I think you should be reading this ad. Here you go, have at it. Okay, good work, Malachi. You mispronounced amuse-bouche, but overall you're improving. Good copy, good stuff. Enjoy 20% off your first bag of tuna steak nibbles from Toe Bean's Kitchen, because salmon is for boring cats and your cat is extraordinary. Lucky you. Do you ever wish you could become a detective and help find the clues to the case? How about all of that in a mobile game that you can take anywhere? In June's Journey, each scene leads to a new thrilling storyline. Uncover the mystery of June's sister's murder and find out about scandalous family secrets. The gameplay lets you find hidden clues as you investigate a murder mystery. Escape to a bygone age of mystery, danger, and romance. Let your imagination run wild when decorating your island estate and collect scraps of information to fill your photo album and learn more about each character. Whether you're craving a good mystery or looking for an escape, you can immerse yourself in the world of June Parker. June's Journey is a hidden object mystery game with a captivating detective story taking you back to the glamour of the 1920s with a diverse cast of characters. 
Each new scene takes you further through a thrilling murder mystery story that sets the main protagonist, June Parker, on a quest to solve the murder of her sister and uncover her family's many secrets. I travel so much while working that I personally love to play it while sitting around airports with all that free time I have. Can you crack the case? Download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. And when we're back. Mm. Sorry. Just eating some leftover Kung Pao chicken. Mmm. Excuse me, didn't get enough time for a proper lunch today. Mmm. We had some, um, Chinese food delivered yesterday and... Okay, fine, a week ago. No, it was a week ago. That's what it was. End of discussion. Ten days max. Anyway, oh look, there's two fortune cookies in here. What luck? Malachi, want a fortune cookie? Here you go. Okay, open them up. Let's read them together. A journey soon begins, its prize reflected in the other's eyes. When what you see is what you lack, then selfless love will change you back. Oh, God, what was that? An earthquake? Wait, why am I on the floor? Ah! Ah! What's happening? What's happening? What are these? In front of my face. Paws? I know I dressed up as Malachi for Halloween, but this is ridiculous. Did we? No. No, that can't be possible. What? What? What is that behind me? Is that a... Is that a tail? Ah, oh my god, what am I doing up there? Oh my god, this can't be happening. Also, is this what I look like from this angle? Ugh, oh, it's incredibly unflattering. Ugh. Never mind. Uh, Malachi? Is that you up there? No. Oh, God, Malachi. We body swapped. I knew that fortune cookie sounded familiar. We freaky Friday'd, Malachi. No. Don't walk away from me, mister. You gotta help us, Malachi. You're the only one with opposable thumbs now. I know you told me not to eat the leftovers. What was I supposed to do? I was hungry. Well, if you're not gonna help us, at least use my hands for something useful. Please pop a tape in for these nice folks here so they have something to listen to. This is incredibly embarrassing. I really, I never do this when there's company, but I really need to lick myself right now. Mmm. Ah. Mmm. Mmm. My friend Alexandra, she had been an exchange student near Pisa, 
she was coming back to Germany. She had left some expensive medical books in her dorm close to Pisa. She needed to drive there to fetch them. She asked me if I would come for the road trip. The plan was to drive to this particular campsite, which my friend knew about. We would camp there and then the following day we would go to her dorm to fetch her books. We lived in the south of Germany, which is on the border of the Alps, and you can drive over the Alps. There's a pass and then you're in the north of Italy and it's not very far to Pisa. There's two passes over the mountains. We took the wrong one. The weather started to get really bad. It was raining, it was dark, it was gray. We had to go really slow. Instead of arriving in the afternoon because of the way we drove and got lost, we only arrived at this particular campsite eight, nine o'clock at night and it was dark. This camping site was closed, but there were people there. There was some kind of caretaker, janitor. We said, we've come all the way from Germany. We can only go to the university tomorrow. Please, can we camp here? No, you can't, it's closed. You can sleep on the parking area in your car under the lights and you can use the bathroom. We were a little bit stumped. We were just discussing what should we do? Should we sleep in the car? Should we get our tent out, put it outside? All of a sudden, this young guy arrived on the parking area. He literally arrived from nowhere. He was youngish, good-looking, dark hair, tanned. He said, hello, what are you doing here? We started to get talking. He said he's backpacking Europe. He also came to this particular campsite. He was also shocked that they're closed and that we can't go in there. My friend said, I think we're going to have to sleep in the car because we don't know where to go. He said, oh, no, no, I've actually got a campsite set up just over there in that little forest. It's very dangerous for you to sleep in the car. Why don't you bring your tent and come with me and then we'll all camp together and we'll all be safe. It'll be much safer for you than here, two girls alone in Italy on a parking site. We're not so sure. It was very dodgy. Oh, no, no, it's really, it's much safer and it's just there. It's not very far. I'm all set up and I've got torches, even got food. Why don't you just come and have a look at it and then you can always decide. All right, we can do that. So we locked the car walked across the parking lot. There was a little pathway going into a forest, went onto this pathway side by side. 
and we were chatting. The forest very, very quickly went pitch dark. So dark you couldn't see your hand in front of your eyes. We got a little bit, this is a little bit scary. It took us a little bit to realize he's not talking anymore. It was just quiet for too long. I said to Alex, Alex, where are you? I'm right here. Where's the guy? She says, I don't know. We called out. Hi, are you still here? Silence. There was no answer. Nothing. We got scared. We thought he might be playing games and we were saying, ha ha ha, that's not very funny. Can you just talk to us? And there was nothing. This is very bad. I knew something wasn't right. Alex said, don't move. Let's hear what we can hear. We heard twigs snapping. Snap. And then nothing. And then again, snap a little bit further away. Somebody was walking. We assumed it was him and not an animal because we knew he was there. The noises were all over and it was moving. It was as if he was circling us. I was definitely feeling trapped, petrified, very scared. I kind of lost Alexander. I just focused on myself. I lay down on the ground flat. Maybe he'll just walk past. Maybe I can crawl out to the parking area. But I got stuck there. Stuck in some kind of thorny bush. I couldn't go any further. I just lay there for a very, very long time. I started shaking. I could hear myself breathe in my ears. I could hear my heart beat. I thought, this is it. Suddenly it was again completely quiet. I couldn't hear Alexandra, I couldn't hear him. I didn't hear snapping for a long time. But I didn't trust it because I thought, what if he knows I'm here and he's just waiting me out? Slowly, slowly, eventually found the path. Once I was on the path, I ran out. Alexandra was there. She had gotten out and she was crying. She was petrified. What the hell just happened? We knew it was bad. She said, I don't know where he is. What was this? What happened? I have no idea. 
what are we going to do? Should we go to the camping site and tell the janitor? We didn't know where to go because we didn't have cell phones. We didn't know what to do. Then this guy arrived, a biker. He was a big guy. He must have been 30. He was even older than us. He had come because he was going to camp there. He was very cool and calm and friendly. He said, hi, are you in this camping site? And we said, no, they're closed. And he says, oh no, they're supposed to be open. Yeah, but they're closed and something weird's going on here. He asked us what's happened. We told him about the guy and the forest, that he disappeared on us and that we're really scared and we don't know what to do. Oh, no, you probably just spooked out and I don't think it's that bad. Let me go have a look. Maybe you just lost him and maybe we can all set our tents up there and we can all camp there and we'll all be safe. Okay, do you think so? We weren't going near there. So then off he walked. He looked quite confident, not scared. It took him a long time to come back. We were getting nervous again. Why is he taking so long? Did he get lost or is he part of a setup or we being set up? Then after maybe 10, 15 minutes, he came back. He was afraid. He was shook. Girls, we're out of here. We're not staying here. I don't know where this guy is, but we've got to leave here now. There was a beach opposite this parking area and campsite. We're going to go there. We're going to go on the dune and hide there. We're getting out of here. We said, why? He went there, he found a tent set up with things in, no person, but a big rope tied noose laid square in front of the entrance of the tent. He did walk around, he sure somebody was there, but he didn't see him. We were completely freaked out. We're going across the road to the beach, far away. Let's just go to this dune there. We just sat there all night being afraid, waiting for the sun to come up, that the nightmare is over, so that we can just get out of there. What does the noose mean? Did he want to kill us, hang us, or strangle us? We asked him, was it really a noose? And he says, it was. In the morning when the sun went up, we went back to the parking area because we were going to get out of there. We were quite happy to just go. He said, no, I'm just going to go into that forest again and see what the hell's going on there. I want to see this guy and who this guy is confront him and say, like, what is going on here and who are you? 
he went and then he came out and he said, there's nothing. It's gone. No tent, no nothing. He said, are you sure it was the right place? He says, yes, and I've walked around. He must have packed up his camp in the dark. We were there the minute the sun came up. Maybe he heard the biker looking for him or walking at night in the tent so he knew we were not alone anymore and he disappeared. Whatever it was, it didn't feel good. It felt very threatening. There was badness there. There's no real reason to leave that early in the dark if there's nothing sinister. That was horrifying. But honestly, I'd rather that than my current situation. Anyway, while I try and reverse the curse, if you will, how about some ads? This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. The Hargan women seem to have it all. From the outside looking in, we were blessed. My mom was amazing. But as detectives would soon learn, there was a lot going on inside the Hargan household. Ashley and I have been calling my mom and the house and Helen. No one's answering. 63-year-old Pamela Hargan gunned down in her own home. Her youngest daughter, Helen, lay dead upstairs. Patrol, when they arrived, assumed or thought that there might have been a murder-suicide. But for the detectives on the scene... There were things about the scene itself that were concerning to us on day one. Who would want to kill their mother and their little sister? There is no boogeyman here. It is exactly who we think it is. I'm Peter Vance Sat from 48 Hours. This is Blood is Thicker, the Hargan family killings. Listen to Blood is Thicker, the Hargan family killings, wherever you get your podcasts. I hope you enjoyed the stories we had in store for you today. I honestly was barely paying attention to that last one because there's this little bug over here. I was just so mesmerized. I, I tried catching it, and then, and then I got distracted by this crinkly, balled-up receipt on the floor in the corner... Anyway, I had a lot of fun with that until I found this nice box to sit in. And now I'm really quite cozy. I, I don't know why I'd never thought to sit in my UPS packages before. <laughs> oh, I almost forgot. I figured out how we can swap back into our original bodies. We basically need to love each other unconditionally or something like that. But honestly, it's so nice being a cat for a change. I think I'm going to milk it for a few days. Let Malachi see how annoying he is. That's right, Malachi. Who's the pain in the ass now, huh? Well, what started as a Halloween costume turned into a reality. Be careful what you dress up as this year, kids. I'm sure I'll see you again soon as human Terry. But for now, 
I'm going to take a nap in front of the radiator. Happy Halloween. Oh, God, wait. This is terrible. Is that... Is that a hairball? Okay, okay, switch back with me, Malachi. Hey, switch back! Radio Rental is created by Payne Lindsay and brought to you by Tenderfoot TV. Lead producer is Eric Quintana. Executive producers are Payne Lindsay and Donald Albright. Hosted by Rain Wilson as his character, Terry Carnation. Written and produced by Meredith Stedman. Additional writing by Mark Lachlan. Supervising producer is Tracy Kaplan. Associate producer is Jaja Muhammad. Editing by Eric Quintana, Mike Rooney, and Meredith Stedman. Sound design, mix, and master by Cooper Skinner. Additional sound design and mixing by Devin Johnson. Original score by Makeup and Vanity Set. Video editing by Dylan Harrington. Cover artwork by Trevor Eiler and Rob Sheridan. Special thanks to Oren Rosenbaum and the team at UTA, the Nord Group, Station 16, Beck Media and Marketing, and the team at Odyssey. If you have a radio rental story that you'd like to share, please email us at yourscarystory at gmail.com or contact us via the form on our website, radiorentalusa.com. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Radio Rental. You can also follow the illustrious Terry Carnation on social media. Just search at Terry Carnation. On behalf of the Radio Rental store, we'd love it if you'd subscribe, rate, and review. Thanks for listening. <laughs>